And I really think that if you were to summarize the entire Bible in one word, most people would say love. And I think that's a good like Christian answer. But if you couldn't say love, I would say the word remember. You guys probably aren't going to believe this, but my, my wife said this to me this morning. She was looking at our new neighbors, uh, looking out the window, and she was like, hey, our new neighbor kisses his wife every day when he leaves for work. Why don't you do that? And I said, because I don't really know her. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to episode 121. I do kiss my wife on my way to work, but I thought that was a funny joke. Anyway, so glad to be back with you. I feel like so much has happened. Um... Uh, since we were last together, since I last recorded, but um, it's just great to be back. A reminder, if you're a first-time listener, I start every episode with a dad joke. That's what that embarrassing thing in the beginning was, and uh, we also really appreciate if you rate and review this podcast so other people can find it. If you enjoy this episode or any of our other episodes, the highest compliment you can pay is share this on social media. Make sure you tag us at Mana Food for Thought on Instagram or at Mana F4, the number four T on Twitter. And you can find all of our content and communicate with us or comment on any of our content at manafoodforthought.com, all spelled out. You can also click on the Patreon tab to become a financial sponsor as for as little as $1 a month, and you get perks for doing that. So those perks are in the works, as I've been saying, and I promise they will happen. So, uh, so great to be back. Like I said, let's get into joy, junk, and Jesus. So my joy this past week is that Erica and I got to have a whole weekend away to ourselves without the kiddos. Um, My in-laws very graciously watched them for the whole weekend. We got to just have a weekend getaway for the first time uh, since before Levi was born. And so, uh, yeah, over two years, almost three years since we've been able to do that. So it was really wonderful. We want to make it a regular thing. Um, we we slept a lot. We uh, ate good food. We saw my parents a couple times because they live out in the area we were in in Palm Desert. And uh, we did a bunch of escape rooms, saw a great movie, and just were able to spend some really good quality time together. So um, we stayed in an awesome hotel um, that's very quaint, was really affordable, was almost like an Airbnb. And it seemed like a very quaint, like could be a scene for a murder mystery in paradise. Like if you've ever seen death in paradise, not to dissuade you, it's not sketchy or anything. It actually is very safe and totally enclosed. Um, but if you're ever in the Palm desert area, look up the Casa Lorea Inn, and the host there, Kim is awesome. Super cool lady. So, uh, their breakfast is great. It's just awesome. So anyways, that was my joy having that time with my wife. Uh, my junk is that uh, today, earlier today, I've been meeting every month with a kind of coach or mentor um, who used to be a youth minister, then moved into adult ministry and did like counseling and spiritual direction kind of things and has moved into strategic planning. And uh, he's a great guy named Kevin. And we've been meeting for like five years and he uh, move, is moving to Montana. And so we this today was our last session together. So that was just really uh, kind of bittersweet. Great to see him. I know we'll stay in touch. He's an awesome, awesome guy. He's taught me a lot, and uh, I cannot uh, advocate enough for the need for mentoring for yourself, for you know whatever's going on in your life. And then I need to turn off this volume on my other computer. Hold on. I thought it was uh, on, but it's not. But still, it's making noise. Anyway, so I apologize for that noise in the background if you're hearing it. Uh, my email's coming in. I thought I had muted that. But anyways, um, my Jesus moment, which relates uh, to this this episode topic, 
is that last week, I just randomly, for some reason, was inspired to go back and listen to all of my old compositions from when I was a music composition major in my undergrad. And I composed a variety of different things like choral pieces, songs for classical voice and piano, different instrumental pieces, percussion, like all these kinds of things. And I just went back and listened to them. And I I could hear like stuff that was like, oh, I should have really taken more time with this and really developed this. It seemed very rushed and quick and other stuff that I was like, wow, I really do have a talent for this. And it started welling up within me this just desire to to get back into that kind of musical area of my life. And that and just thinking about my spiritual life, thinking about this time to reconnect with my wife over this weekend, it just kept all coming together to this theme of like, Just remember, remember why, like remember why you fell in love with these things in the first place. And I really think that if you were to summarize the entire Bible in one word, most people would say love. And I think that's a good like Christian answer. But if you couldn't say love, I would say the word remember, especially all throughout the Old Testament. God is constantly, our prophets, kings, priests are constantly reminding the people to remember who you are. Remember who created you. Remember God who loves you, who gave you this law not to oppress you, but to set you free, to remind you how to live the best possible life, to remind you how to find those things that your heart desires, perfect love, belonging, truth, goodness, and beauty, all of that. And I just have really felt that echo into my own life this past week and and over the past month of really kind of being able to do fun things with the family, really able to recenter and rest over summer and uh, kind of be reinvigorated in in that passion that I had um, and continue to have for music. And it just reminded me of this fact, like in the spiritual life, we have to make sure that we never forget why we fell in love with the Lord in the first place. And I think we need to caveat that with, are you in love with the Lord? Like, have you fallen in love with him? Do you have like a vibrant, loving relationship? Or have you at one point in your life? Because this idea can really spur certain questions for reflection. Like, is your relationship with God, is it only a relationship in your head? Or is it really in your heart? You know, do you just know a lot about God and you know a lot of spiritual things that you can do to make you feel better in a moment? just so you can rest and kind of clear your mind? Or is this actually an active, fruitful, life-giving relationship with the living God? Another question to ask, like, do you do the spiritual things that you do just so you won't go to hell or because you desperately desire to be with Jesus in heaven? Because those are two different things. They sound the same. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. But if we live our life just to do the bare minimum, minimum so as not to go to hell, That would be the same as me just doing the bare minimum in my marriage just so I don't get divorced versus do I want to have a life-giving, fruitful marriage? That would incur a whole different set of actions and attitudes and behaviors. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2, Moses is giving a speech to the people about before they're about to go into the promised land. And he says, remember how for these 40 years, the Lord, your God has directed all of your journeying in the desert. So as to test you by affliction, to know what was in your heart, to keep his commandments or not. Remember all that God has done. Remember all that you've been through, why you are here, why you should be excited to go into the promised land. 
and why God has sustained you and what has sustained you, that you have been obedient to the things that God has told you, these are the behaviors, the actions that will set you free and build virtue. I love this, this phrase in, um, or this, these verses in, in Psalm 77, verses 10 through 12, um, where the psalmist is asking, he asks this, has God forgotten to show mercy in anger withheld his compassion? And then he says, I conclude, my sorrow is this, the right hand of the Most High has abandoned us. So he concludes that my sorrow is because I think that God has abandoned us. And then the very next verse says, I will recall the deeds of the Lord. Yes, recall your wonders of old. So the psalmist is basically saying, like, in moments where I think that God has forgotten me, where God is not showing me mercy, where God's ang- angry with me, or where he feels distant or absent in my life, instead of saying, oh, I'm sad because God abandoned me, to remember all of the ways God has worked in your life. Remember that God never abandons us. To remember the ways in which we've been connected, why we fell in love with him in the first place. And lastly, in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, a similar phrase where it says, Rely on the mighty Lord, constantly seek his face, recall the wondrous deeds he has done, his signs and his words of judgment. Recall the wondrous deeds he has done. Do you often sit in self-reflection about the ways God has worked in your life? where you have been and where you are in your relationship with him, where you would like that to be, and what are some concrete actions or steps you can do to get there. But if we're just going through the motions, if we're just checking the spiritual boxes, we're doing the things that we think we're supposed to do that make a holy person, but we're not really thinking about God as someone we are in an active relationship with, then it loses its substance. If I thought of my wife like that, if I was like, all right, what do I need to do every day to just you know, go through the motions and, you know, hi, how are you? Love you. Bye. And make sure that I clean the house and cook dinner. Then we're going to have a good relationship. No, like I really need to be creatively thinking about how do we grow in relationship with one another in this new season of our life. And there's something to be said there that I think sometimes we think about our relationship with God and we think about, oh, back then when I was really close to God and we try and go back to that that place, or we try and recreate it, and it never happens because we are not the same person. And in those moments, instead of going back, God is inviting you to get to know him anew in your current state of life. The way you are now, the new person you have matured into or grown into since then. Just like every relationship develops, I'm constantly getting to know my wife in new ways, in new seasons of our life thinking about when we were first dating versus when we were getting serious versus when we were engaged versus first married versus when we had our first child versus now with two children and two full-time jobs, no longer going to school. You know, all of this stuff, our dynamics, our relationship, our goals, our outlooks have changed and we've had to journey with one another through that and learn or relearn different things about one another in that process. We've changed. We've become different people because of one another. That's the beauty of marriage, that two become one flesh. But marriage models our relationship with God, that we literally become one flesh with God when we receive him in the Eucharist. And so if we look to the model of of marriage or relationship as the example, the prime example as to how we are to journey through our life in our relationship with God, we have to recognize that marriages are about communication, but they're also at times they need to be rekindled. They need to be reminded. People in marriages need to be reminded why they fell in love in the first place. And often divorces arise from 
different strains or issues that become more important in their minds than the reasons why they fell in love in the first place. And if we were constantly reminding ourselves of that, whatever it is in your life, your relationship with God, why'd you fall in love with God in the first place? Your vocation, you know, are you in love with your current vocation or are you just looking for something else? Are you looking for something better to fall in your lap? Or are you trying to fix this or that? Like, do you feel vibrantly alive because of your vocation? And different hobbies or passions that you have, maybe it's part of your work or not, but to rekindle that and not to do it out of routine or just to occupy your time, but to remind yourself, like, why do I love this? And if you reach a season in your life where you don't love that particular hobby or, you know, thing that you do as a routine, to change it up. Same thing in your spiritual life with your prayer. If it's no longer bearing fruit, do something different. In your primary vocation, in your marriage, or in your relationships, if something is no longer working, some type of communication, some type of way you hang out or interact, to change it up, to try to do something new you've never done before. Learn a new skill together. Have a new experience together. Go on a trip. You know, have a different type of conversation or relationship, whatever it is. But these things are such good reminders this, this idea of remembering in all these different ways how God has worked in our life is such a good reminder to us to constantly re-anchor our focus, our perspective, our vision on the things that matter, on the reason why. Because each and every day we can easily get caught up in the who, what, where, when, how. You know, um, how am I going to do this today? What are the things that need to get done? When and where do I need to be? Who am I doing this with? Et cetera, et cetera, that we forget why we're doing it in the first place. Why does this matter? Why am I passionate about this? Why do I love the Lord? Do I love the Lord? Why don't I if I don't? Asking those why questions can help us remember who God is calling us to be, how he's calling us to be present in this point in our lives to the things he's placed in front of us. And so if you're feeling like there's maybe a spiritual drought in your life right now, I really want to encourage you to reflect on why. Why you are doing the things that you are doing or pursuing the things that you are pursuing. Why you are in the relationships that you are in, in the commitments you are in, the job you are in, whatever it is, and remember why you did those things in the first place. And if some of those whys no longer matter, if it's a job or school or a hobby, maybe it's time to step back. Or if it's a friendship or certain relationships, maybe it's time to change that relationship or step back or try something new. If your relationship with God or your relationship with your spouse or your close friend has gotten stale, really considering like, okay, why are we friends? Why are we married? Why do I love the Lord in the first place? And how do I return to that feeling and moment of first love, that passion that, all right, I'm going to make this work and find out more and put more energy into this that we did in the beginning. Because over time, things just become routine and it just is, you know, commonplace for disillusionment to take root. But if we remember why, if we constantly are reminding ourselves why, then that life-giving fruitfulness can continue to blossom in our relationships, in our spiritual life, in our passions, whatever it may be. Now, I should caveat, I should have said this in the beginning, I should caveat, caveat all of this in this example by saying, um, my wife and I didn't need to rekindle, we're not, we weren't like in a bad place. I know that kind of sounds that way based on the analogy I'm using of marriage, 
uh, we mainly just needed to rest and like wanted to enjoy some some time with one another, which we were able to. So that was very good. But it's not like our marriage was on the rocks or anything. So don't worry. But anyways, I just wanted to put that out there in case I was inferring something or you might be inferring something that I was not trying to imply. Nonetheless, it was still very beautiful and fruitful, and I'm so glad that we were able to have that time together. I'm so glad that I was able to revisit an old passion and recognize, like, wow, maybe God is trying to call out something new in this um, and, and remembering, helping me remember why I love that in the first place. Because all through college, when it became very, um, like, academicized, very regimented, very assignment oriented. I lost a lot of the desire and the passion and the gusto for music. But when it just came to like sitting down and writing or just messing around for a bit and coming up with something, I still love to do that. I sit on the piano all the time and just improvise things. And so uh, that's still in me. And it was just so great to be reminded of that. And I think all of that can inform our relationship with God. First and foremost, remember why. Why are you Catholic? Why are you Christian? Why do you love the Lord? Why do you keep showing up to Mass? Why does it matter? And if you've lost sight of that, really bring that to prayer and really really try and question if there was ever a time in your life that you did feel that way, what has changed since then? How has your schedule, your priorities, your life situation maybe altered that perception of being in a life-giving and loving relationship with God? And so I pray for you listening, for all of us, that we would be able to rekindle those desires that maybe we've lost sight of, rekindle that passion we may have lost sight of in our spiritual life, our friendships, relationships with our family, with our passions, the things that we care about, the things that we are seeking to achieve, all for God's glory, and to remember that we're doing it, or to seek to reflect on whether or not we're doing these things for the right reasons, and to remember why we fell in love with them in the first place. And above all, brothers and sisters, remember that God is in love with you. He delights in you, and he is constantly falling in love with you over and over again each and every day. And so, how do we mirror that back to him as best we can and allow that to overflow in all of our other relationships and activities in our life? Whatever that looks like for you this week, know that I am praying for you. Please pray for me. And until next time, I will see you in the Eucharist. God bless. 